Good morning and welcome to the Snake River Live podcast. It's Friday, the last day of June, 2023. Yesterday was a landmark day for the Supreme Court. Um, a number of cases came down. The most important ones, um, as far as historically go, are the cases, I don't have the case numbers or the names in front of me, but the cases regarding the racism that has been part of Harvard and University of North Carolina's tradition for the last several years. When I say Harvard, it's a and the University of North Carolina. I don't know if I said it's a university. Good morning. Thank you so much for listening. The court struck down the affirmative action or using race as a determining factor uh, for both uh, Harvard and the University of North Carolina, which have has an impact across the nation. You see. A lot of people would say that, you know, judging people by their race is racist. I mean, I don't know why they would say that. I mean, simply because that's the very definition of racism. Now, the defense of these schools and the progressives in general, is, well, this isn't racism. This is to write, you know, 400 years of, of slavery, you know, and, and overt racism practiced by the government. Now, the left is just losing their lunch over this. They, you know, my guess is that the universities that have been practicing this, which, by the way, is most, and we'll get to the particulars because you may have not even known that they were practicing racism. My guess is that they already have plans in place so as to not be so open about their racist intentions. What do I mean by that? Well, it's really simple, actually. You see, um, with affirmative action in the 60s, but accelerating here in the 2000s, Asian Americans have been discriminated against. And why is that? They've been discriminated against because they're too smart. I mean, if we didn't put an anchor around an Asian American's neck, why Harvard and University of North Carolina and most universities, public and private across the country, would be full of Asian Americans.
there'd be more Asian Americans in the most elite universities of this country than there would be of whites. Not to mention um, other minorities, uh, black Americans, Hispanic Americans, um, and on and on. You see, for the left, meritocracy doesn't even work. And there's, we don't know what happened with the sub. You know, remember the sub that it dominated the news for, for last week, which I mentioned the other day. That collapsed and imploded. But the CEO of the company said that, you know, he didn't want to hire a bunch of 50-year-old white guys to run it. He wanted to be more inclusive and have a more diverse workforce. That's funny how that works. And and you know what? Here's the bottom line. This is what the bottom line should be for every hiring practice um, that there is. For every adjudication... Um, it should be based on based on merit. Now, progressives hate that because the education system that they've established is anything but merit based. Whether it's the teachers, where teachers get locked into uh, a track where it's just easier and cheaper to not pay them when they do something egregious. And this is not the majority of teachers. We're talking about a very, very small minority of teachers where perhaps they've been abusers of children. But because of the teachers union, it's easier to, it's easier to just pay them to not teach than it is to fire them and make your teaching ed system a, a merit-based one. You know, when I was going to education, uh, go to be a teacher back in the 1980s, on my first college path, the average uh, GT GPA for uh, an ed graduate is 2.5. Again, the average, 2.5. Not all teachers, mind you, but many. Obviously, if it's 2.5, a lot. So shouldn't getting into colleges and in particular elite universities also have some merit attached to it? Well, the Supreme Court said yes, essentially. They said, no, you cannot say we have too many Asians. And even though, of course, their policy doesn't say that, and that's what they argue, there's no, there's no, they're not doing anything to discriminate against Asians. No. What they were doing is that they were cre they created a system that weighed less on merit and more on race. So the very again, the very definition of race based admissions. The funny thing is, and this is I've argued this before, is is that Black Americans, meaning those who have actually came from 
you know, long term, you know, their generations in this country as slaves or uh, living uh, in just as black America, they have, many of those groups have complained because Africans and Caribbean blacks come to this country and because of their desire to achieve and overachieve, because their desire to actually live the American dream instead of wanting to live the nightmare that the left wants to impose on minorities. They come in and they take up all of these uh, minority slots at these universities. Because why? Because they want to be successful. Now, everybody wants to be successful, right? But how do you define success? You know, because it can happen, even, even if you grew up, say, in the projects in Detroit, as a son of a single mother or daughter, but in son, uh, in particular case, Dr. Ben Carson, former head of uh, uh, pediatric surgery at Johns Hopkins University, mother could barely read. Single mother, projects of Detroit. Merit can happen. Clarence Thomas, who wrote a scathing concurrent opinion against one of his fellow justices. You see, for the left to succeed, they need victims. And the truth is, which we've always known is that, you know, back in the 60s when the Democratic Party reversed course uh, and instead of barring blacks from uh, things, which is what they had been doing up until that point, they decided that blacks were too stupid to achieve on their own and they needed the largesse of the federal government to support them. They created what many black writers have referred to as Uncle Sam's Plantation. Except for instead of manual labor in the cotton fields or whatever, tobacco, uh, whichever, whichever, uh, you know, sweatshops, etc. They didn't require that kind of labor. What they required is that every time there was an election, you showed up and vote. Now, they didn't really provide enough for the average person to get ahead. They just provided enough for the average person, targeted audience, to eke out an existence to procreate and create the next generation of slaves. Because as long as you've got victims, you've got you've got a class that's ready and eager to re-elect you. Look at the worst schools in the country. Look at the most crime-infested cities in the country. Look at where deep, deep poverty, the underclass, lives. And you know what you're going to find? You're going to find a Democrat at the helm of that city. And 
odds are, are pretty decent that that Democrat's going to be black or Hispanic. You know what else is going to be pretty uh, pretty likely is that in school districts, which are failing miserably, well, Baltimore had like 17 high schools where not one student, not one graduate was proficient at grade level for graduation in reading and math. And yet they got their diplomas. That's what this ruling is all about. It's saying, nope. You know, would you go and watch your favorite sports team if they had to hire players based on race? Where, you know, because guess what? In the NBA, the vast majority of players are black. And you know what? The United States is not 70%, 80% black. And so what if, what if the NBA teams had to hire you know, to give those whites or Asians a proper representation? Would you go see your NBA team if they had to hire a bunch of uh, 5'11", 6'1", skinny white guys, or maybe not skinny white guys, right? And that goes the same for football. It goes the same for, you know, I mean, but let me ask this question. When you've had a heart attack or stroke, of course you're not thinking about this, but let's say you have a family member had a, a stroke, got to the hospital, requires immediate surgery. Do you want the best possible surgeon available? Or do you want a surgeon that was hired based on characteristics that had nothing to do with his skill or her skill. Well, we didn't have enough fill in the blank on our staff, and so we had to hire um, that person. And they're the ones that are on duty right now. So that's what you're going to get. Is that what you want in a life or death situation? The left, of course, are apoplectic over that. In fact, Joe Biden says that the this uh, Supreme Court decision uh, overturns decades of precedent, overturns the, the founding. And guess what? You know what? I'm going to agree with him. You know, because racism was inherent in the Constitution. Slavery was allowed. It was a compromise. I don't disagree with it in the situation at hand. But this decision takes race out of the equation. And for that, 
we should ever be grateful. There was another decision, which, by the way, I disagree with, and yet it was a huge, um, it was a huge religious freedom, and of course, conservatives all over the place are, are hailing it, um, because, of course, it, it seems to stand, I think it was an eight to one decision. I don't have it in front of me, and I apologize for that. Um, but it was an eight-to-one decision upholding a letter carrier's ability to have off to practice his religion. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying Phil or Mr. Snake River Lib. You know, you've always been an advocate for religious freedom, and you're absolutely right. The case on that one is Groff versus DeJoy. Why do I have an issue? Because employment by an entity is not a right. And once the conditions change, now, should Do I say that you should be able to give deference when able to someone to be able to practice their faith? Absolutely. I'm, I'm all on board with that, that we should bend over backwards. But if the job requires it, and in this case what it was is he wanted to have off Sundays, you know, so that he could worship and that he could rest, because that's what you do on the Sabbath. But with the advent of overnight uh, Amazon and, and such, it required him to actually work Sundays. Probably not every Sunday. I'm not into the details of it, but that doesn't matter either. His conditions of employment changed. Should they accommodate as much as possible? Yes. But what if there's no one available? Then what they should do is they should either get rid of the service, you know, providing that delivery on Sunday, or they need to find somebody that can do it. You know, he, he did, he, he went to, uh, uh, tried to do due diligence on this, I guess. He moved to a rural location so as to not have to, to do that. But guess what? Amazon delivers on Sunday in the country too. Except for that if you live in a more rural location, location, chances are there are fewer people that can run, make that run. And so, having worked a job for 28 years, which was a Monday, you know, seven-day-a-week job, and in fact, my first three facilities was a 24-7, seven-day-a-week job. You know, there's structures for that. Should you let somebody off to be able to go worship? Yes, uh, to the extent possible. But if there's not staffing to do it, then you don't do it. And if they don't have the seniority to get Sundays off, then 
then I'm sorry. Find a job within your organization that can, and many people did, and, and that's what they should do. Bet you're surprised at that opinion, aren't you? You know, we agree to conditions of employment. Employer does not, no matter what the Civil Rights Act, the employee doesn't have a, a right to dictate the terms of his employment. Except for this. If he doesn't like what the company needs him to do, he can walk away. Of course, walking away from a mail carrier's uh, pension and job, that requires uh, some serious decision-making. Racism died yesterday, or institutional racism died yesterday. Does that mean pockets of it don't exist? Of course they do. People are people. Some people are racist. Some people are not necessarily racist, but perhaps they're uncomfortable being around people that are not like them. And that might not even have anything to do with color. I mean, you all are a bunch of handists, probably. You know, vast majority of the world's right-handed. Ever try to use left-handed scissors? It's the Snake River Live. My life matters. Is yours? Have a great morning. And just breaking on the lib, and nationally, the Supreme Court in 303 Creative Case, which was a web designer who refused, Christian web designer who refused to do a website for same-sex marriage, uh, ruled 6-3 that the government cannot compel speech. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Well, it is kind of surprising, um, but it's way overdue. Government cannot mandate what you say or force you to put out a message that you disagree with. Just thought I'd add in. This is Snake River Lib. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day.